0: Good morning. Whoa, I can see myself on the TV. <laughs> That's nice. Oh. <coughs> I'm hoping that uh, my four-week-old doesn't start screaming during this, so hopefully we we last. <laughs> All right. Good morning. As Greg said, I'm Julia, and yeah, I just... I had been thinking about this passage for a while now and I was thinking, I'd like to share something with the church. So hopefully, yeah, I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you in one way or another and yeah, he'll just meet us here. So it's, yeah, it's really good to be with you here today. As our liturgy this morning pointed out, um, each, when we do this often, we all come from scattered lives. And then it also calls us to to breathe deeply and to recenter our scattered senses. And I love this personally. I love that we do that weekly because it's kind of a small moment of healing for me every week. Yes, healing. Because most weeks when I walk into this space, I'm hurting in a little way. Not every week, but, you know, from a big thing or a small thing, I'm sure that I'm not the only one who feels that way. I'm a mother of small children, so (laughs) it's hard. (laughs) So yes, I'm scattered this morning. (laughs) I came from a week of really scattered thoughts and scattered emotions. I came from a night of very scattered sleep. And (laughs) I feel like I'm all over the place. So let's just all breathe in deeply again and redirect our gaze on the one who brings about healing in the most simple ways and also in the most creative ways. So I've titled this teaching, Jesus' Creative Healing, and I won't have anything up there, so you can just listen to me. (laughs) Nothing really to look at today. But hopefully you can use your imagination and just really get into the passage in the way that we'll go through it. So I've titled it this because I, I, I really think that The story in John 9 displays Jesus' creativity. So before we get into the passage again, thank you, Cameron, wherever you are for reading it. It's very long. We'll probably just, I'm just going to read a portion of it. Um, And it's good that we read it already because it'll be fresh in our minds. But I want you to take a moment and think about a time that you've experienced healing in your life. That could literally mean a deep breath after a long day or week. Or an overnight miraculous healing of a muscle that you strained that takes weeks to recover, um, or the long road of meds and therapy needed to deal with physical, mental, and or emotional trauma. Whether it was a physical healing, a mental healing, an emotional healing, a spiritual healing, we've all experienced healing in one way or another. The story I'd like to look at, as we already pointed out, is in John 9. And I know before this morning, you have all undoubtedly heard the story before. But I'd like to explore some details that, in my opinion, make the story really fascinating and encouraging and challenging. So if you like, I'm just going to read actually the, the first part, portion of it. So you can just listen as I share it, as I read it. I'm also going to read it in the message because I really like the way that it's worded. Walking down the street, Jesus saw... Um, This is John 9, 1 to 7. Walking down the street, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned that this, this man or his parents causing him to be born blind? Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There's no such cause and effect here. Look instead for what God can do. We need to be energetically at work for the one who sent me here, working while the sun shines. When the night falls, the workday is over. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. I am the world's light. He said this, and then he spit in the dust, made a clay paste with the saliva, and rubbed the paste on the, man's, on the blind man's eyes, and said, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. The man went, and washed, and saw. Now I just want to stop there and recap. So this man was not just blind because he was old or because of an illness that took his, his sight or, or because of, of an accident or anything like that. He was blind from birth. So he came out of his mother's womb not seeing anything. He knew nothing else. He never would have seen his mother or his father's face or any of his siblings. He never would have seen beautiful colors surrounding him and the objects in his everyday life, and he definitely would not have been able to participate in society fully. He would have been forced to beg because he wouldn't have been considered worthy of anything else at the time. I honestly think that we often overlook the depth of emotional pain and anxiety that this man was living in because of his condition. The question that the disciples ask in verse 2 about who sinned to cause his blindness probably didn't make him feel very great either. But I'm sure it was something he heard daily of people passing by. But contrary to the disciples' question, Jesus surprises everyone by saying that it wasn't anyone's fault that this man was born blind, but that instead... Of looking for someone to blame, they should look to what God can do in this situation. As we all know, what happened next is kind of crazy and really gross, if you ask me. Uh, Jesus makes mud out of his saliva and the dirt, or, or like the message, so, so eloquently put, put it, a paste. So maybe that sounds a little nicer, but in lots of translations, it is mud. And so he spits in the ground, on the ground, in the dirt, and he makes mud. But why, why, why does he put mud on this man's face? Some scholars think that it's a nod to the creation story, a, crea- a recreation, if you will. Just as God made man from dirt, so he's going to create a miracle through the same means. Making mud out of spit is significant because many of the Jews would have considered saliva an unclean human discharge. And in pagan culture, saliva was often associated with magical practices. Therefore, in doing this, Jesus claimed to have spiritual authority over pagan mag- magic. And he also would have offended most, if not all, of the Jews in the crowd. Regardless of who was around and what anyone was thinking, Jesus did something that would have undoubtedly made the blind man very uncomfortable. <laughs> he took the freshly made spit mud and rubbed it all over the man's eyes. Then he tells the man to go to this pool, the pool of Siloam, and wash. Now, I, when I was in Bible school, I sat down with one of my profs because I was really curious about the geography of of where this pool might have been in relation to where he was. And we came to the conclusion that this man, the pool was not right beside him. It was a little ways away. So this is the part that stands out to me the most and it just like boggles my mind, is that this man, still unable to see, has to get himself to the pool in order to actually wash his eyes. And assuming that he was near the temple when Jesus walked by, which he probably was, he would have likely had to walk about a kilometer and a half to two kilometers to get to this particular pool. That's like walking from here all the way down to Safeway, and then some, blind. And probably not a straight road like Warman Road, <laughs> or skate One Road. We're talking probably winding streets with rocks and bumps and people in the way. So this man would have had to awkwardly stumble blindly through the streets, past the onlooking crowd with saliva-ridden mud drying on his face and in his eyes. But what really gets me is the fact that this man actually does exactly what Jesus says. With no hesitation, at least not that we see in the text. He might have thought about it for a bit, but the text says he goes and he does what Jesus says. So he walks... He humiliates himself trudges across town washes in the pool and sees. For the first time in his entire life, he sees. It's actually mind-blowing. Now, the reason I wanted to point out these details is because it just shows that taking the steps that Jesus is asking us to take in order to find healing is worth it, no matter how difficult it is. Uh, This coming... April marks 15 years since I had some major surgical complications from a routine appendectomy that left me with mysterious and serious infections in my body. It's a really long story, and I know I've shared briefly about it in the past, so I won't go into details about it, but I've since recovered physically and mentally and emotionally, but I walked through quite a few years of, of anger and hurt because of this Ultimately, just feeling abandoned by God, I think, this is what it came down to. I also chose to live recklessly for a season because of the, the brokenness that I was in, which just harmed me even more emotionally and mentally and spiritually. It wasn't until several years after these health issues took place when I decided to really let Jesus in on my journey to healing. I spent hours every day just walking, literally walking with Jesus. I think I've shared this with our church before. It's just, yeah. And on these walks, I would pray, and I would yell, and I would throw rocks and swear, even. And I would just, you name it, I would just let it all out. But I would do it with Jesus walking right next to me. And I can tell you that I've never felt more alive than in this season. I've never felt more close to Jesus than in this season because I trusted that he was walking with me and that he was walking me through a process. So on these walks, I would hear the Holy Spirit and I would, was, I, would be challenged, I would be encouraged and challenged by him to make amends with myself and with others. He asked me to do some really difficult things in order to find closure and to move on and be whole again. And although reluctantly, I did them, finding a freedom and a healing that can only come from Jesus. Now, I 100% credit the healthcare system for the medication and care that I absolutely needed to, to survive this season, this sick season for me. Um, but I also 100% credit the Lord for putting the right place, people in, in place to care for me. Just like Victoria said this morning, she was thankful that God created antibiotics. <laughs> um, yeah. I still carry baggage, some baggage from, from this experience and others in my life, other experiences in my life, but I'm encouraged again this morning by this story to continue to take the steps that Jesus tells me to take, no matter how difficult, to find healing in the things that hold me back from truly walking out in my identity in christ now as we read on in the story i'm not going to read the ent- entirety of the story um, we did hear cameron reading just before this so i'm just going to kind of summarize this here as we read on in the story we see that this man who's just encountered jesus cannot stay quiet he unashamedly shares his experience several times um, with everyone who will listen, and even those who won't. He risks staying an outsider by proclaiming what Jesus did, even when the Pharisees treat him like dirt and throw him back out on the street. This man finds a freedom that is far greater than, than regaining his sight. He gains new life and purpose because of this creative and, and unique encounter with Jesus. The ultimate creator recreates this man. But the man had to be willing to do the uncomfortable and literal dirty work to receive the, tr- the gift of true sight. So my encouragement for you this week is to be open to Jesus' creative healing in your life. No matter what that looks like for you in your season, let him instruct you on how and where to find healing wherever you're at. Because the Holy Spirit will... We'll speak to you and and direct you in those ways if you are listening. So let me just pray, and we'll close there. Thank you, Lord, so much for this story in John 9. Thank you, Jesus, for, um, yeah, just how radical you are and how um, when you encoun- when we encounter you, big things happen and healing happens. And I just thank you so much, Jesus, that um, when you're walking down the street and you, you, you notice us, you see us and you notice us and you want healing for us. And so I pray, Jesus, for that, for our church, for everyone in here individually, that there would be, this would just be a season of healing and that you would just meet us in your in your ultimate creativity because you are the ultimate creator and that you would just mold us and make us new and bring us new life in whatever season we're in, Jesus. I pray the Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to us and that we would hear your voice and take the steps that we need to come closer to you, Lord, and to just, yeah, be that light that that you are in this world. I thank you that you walk with us through all of this and that we are never alone, and you promise that. We pray pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen.